if you'd like to contact the show, send us an email at liveonfourlegspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on any of our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Live on Four Legs Podcast and on Twitter at Live on Four Legs Pod. We went to the Sagrada Familia yesterday and saw what a, a truly great man, Anthony Gaudi, could create and uh, inspire and it's the first time I've been to church in a very, very long time and I was very nervous and I had a couple beers just to take down my nerves before but then we paid admission and then they said that just simply by paying admission that that all our sins would be absolved, and I thought it was going to be much more expensive than that. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience, featuring Mr. Stone Gossett. Fucking Cameron in the jump. Welcome to Live on Four Legs, the definitive live Pearl Jam podcast. And if you're tuning in for the first time, you're in for a treat. So uh, what we do is we take a live show from their catalog, any era, anytime, any place, doesn't matter, whatever we feel like doing that week. And uh, and we go through the whole entire set list. Sometimes we talk a little bit about the era and what the band was doing on tour. And uh, sometimes we just kind of get into the songs and how great the songs are. So real wide scope of what we do on this show. And uh, it's kind of great because, again, we just get to talk about Pearl Jam. So Randy Sobel over here, John Farrar over there. Hello, good evening. And, uh, sir, we're out of summer. We barely had one uh but you know uh at least we made it like on to the next thing right yeah hey everybody um yeah i mean it's we had we were so busy this summer with all the wrigley stuff and we just had kenny main on and we've been all this patreon stuff we've been doing and it it didn't really feel like we had a break like summer's usually when you take a break and take it easy but now it feels like we've we've gotten past all that stuff. We can just get down and get back to these regular episodes for a little while. Yeah, and, and it's funny you say that because there's going to, you know, in the month of September, we're actually going to have a lot more yeah. stuff like that and a lot more Patreon stuff and a lot more interviews and, and things. Like, there's good stuff to look out for, for sure. Uh, but, you know, you're you're right. We did the most work that we ever did this summer, which is, is kind of nuts. Yeah. But, uh, but fun, too, because it was all stuff that, you know, we, we had wanted to do and we want to wait for these moments. You know, 
you think about the summer and you think about ballpark shows and Wrigley, that was it. And uh, to get that done and, and, you know, do it in the way that we wanted to do it. Like it, we can't, you know, I, at least me, I'm so meticulous with these things that they need to be in a special showcase. It wasn't just going to be like, hey, in March of, of 2021, we're going to cover night one of 2018. We weren't going to do things like that because we recognize how special that kind of thing is. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it needed to be uh, a kind of event type thing yeah and i think and hopefully you know you guys enjoyed it. if you haven't listened to those go back and listen to him and we you know we did the kenny main interview last week that was a lot of fun thanks to him if you guys yeah. haven't checked that out go back and listen to it but yeah i mean you you mentioned like you know summer's over we're kind of changing into this the end of the year here finally and you know i was thinking about it the, the thing i guess i'm looking forward to the most is is getting these shows rescheduled like they they rescheduled the European shows for next summer, but I think the the next big news that we're gonna get is is when are these when are these US shows gonna be rescheduled and what's that gonna look like and are there gonna be dates added or they're gonna be are they gonna be moved around like as far as I don't what the order of them. But look. yeah, that that that's what I'm looking forward to in the next like you know, it's it's not gonna be next week obviously, but in the next like six to three to six months hopefully we can get an idea of when this thing's gonna happen i really hope so like in the bottom of my heart i hope it all happens but however while pearl jam was the first to back out of this i would assume that would make them the last to get into this you know I what i'm saying 100 right yeah because i think that they're going to be super careful about this and, and we just want to see you know i'm going to a concert this weekend i'm going to see Din- dinosaur jr and it's going to be on a farm and we're going to be all in our little grids where only two people can be in a grid at a time so and it'll be interesting i'll post things on social media and, and you know we'll we'll see what the maybe the future of the live concert experience could be but you know, nobody's being allowed back in for baseball games. Hockey's being played in a bubble right now. Basketball's being played in a bubble. Uh, football, I think, like, some NFL teams are doing, like, 20% capacity, which is really almost nothing. Uh, but, like, it's just we're not at that stage yet where we can say, hey, we're totally comfortable with being in an arena with 17,000 people or so. Like, I, I don't feel comfortable that way. I, I don't think you do either. I, oh, I, yeah, not right now. But, you know, and again, that that's more of a long-term thing, obviously. But but just, you know, just thinking about it today, I was like, man, the, the in the next, like, six months, that anticipation is going to ramp up and we're, we're going to get to experience it all over again. Well, here's the thing. I was actually talking to my wife about this uh, maybe the last night or the night before. And I said that if Trump gets reelected, I'm going to sell my tickets to Amsterdam because I know it's getting canceled or I know that we're not we're not going to be able to fly there. So I'm if if if, you know, the worst scenario possible happens, then that day I'm I'm just going to sell my tickets and we're and we're not going to mm. do Europe. Yeah. But if we happen to make the right decision and elect Biden as the next president, then maybe there is hope for all that. Like, you know, it's still a tiny bit far-fetched, and I think that maybe they'll take it a little bit more seriously. But I I, I just see it getting worse before it gets better. 
Well, after listening yes. to our show today, I only only want to call him the tiny penis orange man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while before we get there. But you know what? I, a lot of people that watch the home show on nugs.net this weekend i think a lot of people were really starting to be like oh i miss i miss them i missed i missed this this tour and it was it was something nice for for the band to do to get people interacting again and uh even ed showing up on Sirius too that was that was another thing you know just kind of keeping it going and, and keeping the discussion happening yeah it's it's great for them to kind of like you know they could easily just retreat into into their you know fortresses and and you know not come out until it's time but yeah but it's cool for them to kind of pop out and be like hey you know here's here's the thing you know it's it's a nice thing for them to do for the fans and you know that that's happened a couple of times over the summers so uh like we mentioned today we're doing barcelona 2018 it is part of our around the world series and we freaking promise we're so close to being done with europe guys next week is the last of europe and then we're done we can move on to south america we could do mexico then we could do canada and we could be on to the next series for 2021 we've literally been sitting on all these different shows since maybe like may that's how meticulous and crazy oh it seems like five years ago that we did those australia and new zealand shows yeah it was another lifetime ago where you know we were supposed to go to shows that that's how long ago it was um but uh yeah so this was actually this uh episode was a patreon request from uh, a good friend and patron of ours luke dally and uh he was at the show he's uh he's a an england resident he is a native of, of england so uh doing a little traveling and everything like that but um you know the nice thing that you know he's somebody that i think probably around this time last year or so joined up to patreon when we were really you know just starting to fire it up uh but the nice thing we we, we will get to everybody's patreon request uh you know at some point uh and it was good that this year, you know, he happened to have one that kind of coincided what with what we were doing, which was a major year long project. And, and some of the others had that as well, which was extremely helpful. But, um, you know, I, I think this is one of the coolest things that we can do as a thank you for for the patrons, you know, just to tell retell their stories of just their favorite moments from the band. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's always good when we get the perspective of someone who is at the show. You know, you say that all the time. Like, you and I, you know, we, we can listen to the bootlegs and, you know, the official bootlegs are great quality. Sometimes there's a YouTube uh, video of the whole show, and that's great. But nothing beats the perspective of someone who was in the building. Absolutely. Yeah, we can't say it enough. Like, we're we're covering off a bootleg, and that's the best we can do. And we can, you know, take stories from here and there. And even with stuff like 2018, we do our best from taking from the boards and and whatever we know from, you know, recent history. But, like, we can't even go to Five Horizons and get the Five Horizons scoop from that. So, yeah. you know, there are limitations to it. So we're, we're very thankful that we do have those people. And if you want to become one of those people, it's open to everybody. I suggest and recommend if you love the show that you've been listening to the show for, you know, the last, you know, however many weeks or months or, or even if you've been there the last two years, who knows? Uh, I, I hope there's nobody listening that's been listening for the full two years and hasn't told us that would be, uh, that would, that would upset me greatly, but you are entitled to, to listen how you please. But, um, you know, just joining up to Patreon and helping the show 
and helping some of the causes that we're doing, uh, especially for the month of September, is just, you know, we're so thankful for all of you that this is a small token of appreciation that we can give back to you guys is just, you know, sharing that kind of thing. So um, what are, can you, can you explain to them what we're doing with our contributions for the month of September? Yeah. So if you guys uh, listen to that Kenny main episode, he talked about his uh, foundation that uh, supports, you know, veterans and people with, uh, people with limb issues. It's like a, it's a boot that really, you know, helps with pain, you know, cause he, he used it himself. Uh, it's, uh, the website is runfreely.org and we're going to be donating our September, uh, Patreon donations to his organization. Yeah. And we're really happy to do it. We're really happy to Absolutely. contribute. And, you know, he, he was a great guy and, you know, he's just as great off the mic that he was on the mic. And, you know, we, we can't thank him enough for, uh, for joining us and give us, giving us those great stories. So the little that we can do with whatever contributions that we're getting this month yeah. is uh is how we're going to do and, this and so you had a you had a great uh idea i think last week we talked about you know if, if you've been thinking about joining the patreon and but you know oh, i don't want to commit to like every month you know this would be a great month to just jump in yeah you know don't donate a few bucks it's going to a great it's cause just a dollar or two, you yeah. get get access to those episodes go back and check out what we've been doing and then you know if you feel like you feel like you've done your thing like drop out and we totally understand you yeah know, it's, it's fine we, we'd rather you ha- we'd rather you jump in for this month and and get him those donations to to the good cause than than just not do it you know we we won't be offended if you just jump in for this month and then and then jump out you know we'll definitely be thankful for that so if anybody's been thinking about that definitely consider it yeah i, I mean look you know we just released uh an evolution episode for rearview mirror and like that was that's such an important thing for us to do because we love doing these evolution episodes. We take a song and talk about basically its growth of its entire stages through throughout them playing it live. And we've done that with like mostly the older songs and the songs that, you know, have had time to evolve and, and things. And rearview mirror was so challenging to do that. I would hate for anybody out there to be like, well, I, I just, I don't know if I want to join the Patreon. I love the show and, and not have that there to listen to because it, it, it is something that I, I think both of us take a lot of pride in uh, in sharing with you guys. So, you know, if, if that's something, if, if you like us covering the shows, uh, you know, covering the songs, I, I think that's a different take and, and definitely kind of a different horizon for us. So uh, uh, if you want to do that, head on over to patreon.com slash live on four legs or download the Patreon app and look for live on four legs. And there we are. You can, uh, I'm sure there's a way to check out all of our content. And, um, even if you want to look and see what our Patreon episodes are, you can go to livefootsteps.org and right on the homepage, you click our logo and it'll take you to see every single episode we've ever done. And you'll see the ones that say Patreon next to it. And those are obviously the Patreon episodes. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so we have that, and we're also going to do something kind of fun for this week. Uh, we're going to do what we call Debo episodes, where we devolve a little bit and uh, just talk about just random shit that just kind of makes us happy. And one of the things that we're going to do for this week is we're going to we're gonna pick bands that we think could cover Pearl Jam and what songs. So we're basically going to make a compilation, uh, a various artist compilation of the, the you know, the best of, of Pearl Jam kind of thing. 
Yeah, so. that's going to be pretty fun. I've got a couple of. I'm not. I'm not going to say it right now, but I've got a couple of interesting ones to throw throw at you. So we'll see yeah. how it goes. All right, cool. I'm ready for the curveballs. And uh, yeah, again, that being said, uh, this is a Patreon episode and a round of the world episode. We thank Luke for uh, for pitching the show to us, and now we're going to tell Luke's story. So here it is. This is his experience from Barcelona 2018 and he starts off by saying just want to thank uh, take the start to say thank you all for uh, all you do to provide us with quality content week in week out giving me a chance to get a show I went to covered by the podcast my main takeaway from the day was if you only visit one European city to see Pearl Jam and want the tourist and wow experience make it Barcelona the venue is next to the 1994 Olympic Stadium, and it looks like something straight out of Roman times. That sounds cool. My night started when we got to the bus in the center of the city, and I promised my girlfriend it would be a short walk to the venue just out of town. Ellipses, ellipses, ellipses. An hour later, after climbing a mountain in 35-degree heat, which is, I'm sure, for them, Celsius, uh, I was probably her least favorite person in the whole arena. Add to that, going into the entrance on the wrong side of the venue and walking all the way around made me even more popular. We got to our seats, and the band came on about 15 minutes later, and boy, what a start. Can never fail with a long road going into Elderly Woman, and I got the impression it may be a slower show than normal, but how wrong was I? The next four songs got the crowd into a frenzy. Do the Evolution was a top moment for me this night. The energy in the crowd in the arena was insane. Crowd participation was as good as as I've known at any gig, and the Catalans sure know how to party. The band seemed to take a bit of a break for the next few, but then went straight back into the action in the first set with Given a Fly and an almost per- perfect version of Even Flow. He apologizes for leaving it off the bootleg, by the way. Uh, and Oceans and Light Years carried all around the venue and resonated in the walls in such a very special way. Daughter and Jeremy, crowd favorites, uh, then a hammer blow with the end of set one. The first encore, in my opinion, is the only thing that gets the set uh, that's a letdown in the set, but as good as always of a version of Rear of a Mirror, which obviously will be kind of a uh, a preview for what we did on our, our Evolution episode. I almost felt as though the, both the band and the crowd dropped off a bit to conserve energy for the encore too, which was as good a six song run as I've witnessed in my shows special mention for smile, which is a personal favorite. So very happy they played it big shout out to Ed for the mention for the young lad whose name is Miguel, uh, just shows how much Eddie loves his fans and really does respond to make these nights special. Mike was exceptional on yellow Ledbetter to close. And after Baba, I was praying for a solid version of it and they didn't disappoint. By this point, I was just about back in the good books after an insane show where they absolutely smashed it out of the park. But then, the journey home. If you do visit Barcelona and go to a show there, book a taxi to pick you up after. Otherwise, it's another long walk down the hill in 30 degree heat, Celsius, at around 1.30 in the morning. We finally got back to the hotel at the top of the mountain around... 3 30 a.m after walking all the way down to the beach and finally flagging down a taxi on the main road Whew, that sounds terrible however for the whole night after leaving the arena i could sworn that notes from yellow ledbetter were still floating around the night air to catch me as we walked 
It was truly a magical evening. My personal top three for the night were Smile, Evenflow, and Yellow Ledbetter. My personal feeling was only Encore 1 was slightly subdued in the arena and not really a rare song to be found. Otherwise, a 9 out of 10. So really, I would say an 8 out of 10. Which is interesting that he gave us a show that usually people give us shows that are automatic 10 out of 10s. Yeah. So it's interesting that he gave us more of an experience than, you know, a a show that really just blew him away. But it sounds like he had a really good time and, and, you know, all that walking around the mountain must have just been putrid. Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk about it. And the main theme coming out of the show is that it's it's fan service. It's crowd pleasing. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many so many crowd favorite songs just packed in one after the other in this this set it's it's definitely a set made for the fans to keep to make them happy so yeah i can totally understand that well john if 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 it's made to make people happy then why don't we do just that why don't we just make people happy right now and talk about it all right so like he mentioned the openers in the show it was long road into elderly woman it's kind of a one-two punch on paper that maybe feels a little out of place next to each other because you have long road that's kind of an emotional drive into it and it's kind of a slow beat and then you go one two three four two three and it's a sing-along but i thought it was a really good mix of the two where you know elderly woman could be that separation before you get into corduroy and feel like you really start to get the crowd uh revved up oh yeah and, and 2018 long road is not 1995 long road. No, right. This version is is definitely more uplifting, and he's he's reaching for some notes, and he definitely makes it more of a of a triumphant, like positive song than it than it was originally. Like he's he's got the crowd going. Like they're doing their the crowd at the end is great. You know, we mentioned that the crowd was fantastic all night, and they absolutely are. So I I don't think this was this is too out of place for this time. I think you know this version of Long Road is more more of a statement of positivity than uh than like a like a mournful kind of lament mm-hmm. um, let's say okay yeah i i can i can see that and, you know um i i think that elderly woman from that standpoint just you know us saying already that this is a, a, a fan service show is that they're going to be singing all night and you're going to be hearing them sing all night. So you want to come out. And I think the band is pretty privy to, to this information. They, they've been to Barcelona a ton of times. They know how it is there. And, uh, you know, this is kind of going, going out and, uh, kind of hitting for the fences real, real early doing elderly woman. You, you want everybody to be on their feet and to be, you know, kind of arm around each other really early. And I, I think they accomplished just that. Oh yeah, anywhere you put this in a set, it's, it's like an injection of adrenaline. Like, immediately the crowd's into it, you know, because everybody knows you're going you're gonna to get to hear your bootleg and you're going to get to hear how loud you were compared to the other cities and everything. So everybody's immediately at attention, like waiting for that moment to scream out. And yeah, it's, it's a perfect spot for it. Look, we, we've done a bunch of the 2018 European shows. Uh, by now, we've, we've done Krakow, we did uh, London Night 2, and there might have been one or two others that we did. I, I, I can't really, I can't really remember at this time. But uh, this uh, this absolutely compares. Uh, like, you know, whether or not it was the top or, or, or what. I know Berlin's crowd was really crazy. I know Rome's crowd was really crazy. But like this, you know, it, this deserves to be recognized as a, a fantastic. And uh, you would get 
corduroy in the spot any night, so why not give a good crowd a good crowd-pleasing song at the third number three spot to really pull them in and there's no pause which i i I love i love when you know they they don't even stop to do that little like plucky tease that they sometimes do it's just booming right into it um yeah like corduroy here is always in 2018, it's always the call and response corduroy where he can do his and all that crap. Um, and, and I don't <laughs> tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I don't mean to discard it, but it's like here's the, I love hearing it when I'm there, but like hearing it on the bootleg, I'm like, all right, okay, I, I get it, I get it, I get it. Like I think a lot of people feel the same way. You know, you know what I'm saying? Huh. I, I, I thought this tough. was a, I thought this was a great version. It was, it was tight. It was played well. I mean, I, I love hearing the crowd getting fooled by, by them going into that little section and like they, they always are. It, it kind of is unintentionally like a cool moment. Like, I think he he realized that they were going to do it. He knows half the crowd isn't going to know and they're going to keep singing. And it kind of turns it into like a cool moment for the crowd to to sing along with it. I think he. They they turned that around to their advantage, but yeah, I mean this is a this is a seven minute version of Corduroy. I thought it was thought it was, thought it was great. Yeah, I, I don't want to mince words. I, I I didn't want to make you think that I didn't like it because I absolutely did. I'm not, I, you know I, I I think I just like to make fun of that. And again, you know, 2018 Corduroy is not 1994. No, no, it's not. It's not, and I don't expect it to be. And, and you know, everything is everything has changed, you guys. So, abs- but also absolutely nothing's changed. So, there you go. Um, yeah, it's, some of that stuff. I think by the end of him doing that, the crowd wasn't necessarily responding to some of that. Like, you know, I think he was doing some weird stuff at the end there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mike had a really killer solo towards the end, and when you get seven minutes of corduroy, that's like that's really that's top tier. So no no complaints at all. It gets you into a section that's just like great song after great song after great song. Hail hail minor matters evolution, um, energetic. Hail hail evolution both played with a little bit more of a groove instead of just like. All right, let's play it as fast as we can. Let's let's just drill through this. It didn't have that vibe, which I thought was really interesting because I figured pretty much everything after Lightning Bolt tour was like that. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's interesting too. And you know, we mentioned them, you know, being getting a little up there in, in years earlier. We might we might have reached the end of the play everything fast era. Like they might be so. going back to yeah, because like. When you're when you're 57, 58 years old, you just can't play it like you did when you were 
35, 40, 25, you know, whatever. They some of the stuff they, they can't do the breakneck breakneck pace on these songs like they used to. I think I think that era might be over. Well, that's interesting you say that because I, I was, you know, Mind Your Manners is in there, and Mind Your Manners didn't feel the same way that Hail Hail or Evolution felt. And and to to be totally honest, I think that Evolution actually like. While it's nice in a groove and it feels like it's the album, I love it fast. I like. I feel like I need to sweat during that song, you know. Um, but is my so is minor matters something that's probably off the table if if that's uh, part of the future plans? I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll have to get Deborah back to to check the oh yeah uh, the beats per minute <laughs> on these to to compare you know how they how they how they rate per tour. But yeah, I mean, this was. I thought, it, yeah, I thought it was great. Hail, hail! I, I have to have that in my notes too. Like just a little more mid-tempo than it normally is, and yeah, I think it, I think it benefits the song. You know, we always and you know, we talk about how you know they they were speeding things up and trying to get through too fast, but some of these songs like they definitely benefit by having a little more space and a little more groove, like you said, and a little more room to breathe. Yeah, and we'll talk about that a little, little bit later with some of those other songs too. Uh, Luke kind of teed up, you know, what they did at uh, the end of the main set, and they kind of go back to that same playbook there. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, since we're talking about crowd service, um, when you know that there's a good crowd when they tell you in the middle of evolution during the solo, they tell you whether it's going to be an admire me, admire my home, or if it's going to be a whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, and this crowd said we're doing the woes. <laughs> guys that now it, typing in whoa 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 oh, oh, in my notes on, on on word if i type in because i have predictive text if i type in wh it automatically pops up whoa with hyphens and all how how incredible is that that i've, I've typed that that many times i have a, a word document of 316 pages so you know how many shows they play evolution at right You'd have to think it, it would come up. So, you know, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's part of the fun. Um, and, and do the evolution again. It's it's another, you know, you get, you can think of this in threes, right? So long road, small town, bam, corridor, hill, hill, Andre Manners, bam, do the evolution. Like they're not letting up with these, these crowd favorite songs. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Absolutely. And. This is the point where Ed says "Hola Barcelona" and he speaks a little bit in Spanish. Nothing that I was really able to translate, but also nothing that I was really able to not understand. It's just kind of like "We love being here, thank you for coming" kind of stuff. So, um, and basically just thanks the crowd for for coming back for uh, since the last time that they were there. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you've all been waiting for this. 
the live on four legs debut of the riot act song ghost popular fans that is obsessed with the song. Of course, you know, most of you know Dippy from, from Greece. Like this, he always talks about Ghost. Um, so that pops up every now and again, I believe, in Jacksonville is dedicated to him. If I'm I was there, right? yeah. That's so, uh, and he says that a couple of these songs here are requests. I know he was at a bunch of those shows that tour. So, um, you would, you would think that his, he's got a major influence on it, and if you want to hear it in, in a place, make sure he's there that night. And and Ghost is one of those, like, you always kind of group it in with Crop Duster because they're right there together on the, on the album, but I always like these songs. Like, I I, I get why they don't play it because it's complicated, and they've, they've tried it a few times and it hasn't gone well. Like, sometimes they absolutely butcher it. But th- this is this is a good version of Ghost. Uh, you know, they got through it. All the all the different changes and everything, they were right on, and I I liked it. And it's it's the rarest song you get at the show, so it's it definitely uh, it definitely serves a purpose here. And this is the spot where they usually throw in a rare one. So yeah, I, I think it's I think it's one of their underrated songs. I think it it should be a lot bigger than it is. Um, I I think it's rated properly. I I, I don't think it should be bigger than what it is but i also don't mind that it is where it is i you know for it to be played 21 times like i, th- I think that's unique to it um but i'm also like i'm in i'm in kind of the camp here that a song like ghost prevented a song like other side or a song like down from being on riot act and, and i think i would have been okay if ghost were on the lost dogs record and we got one of those other three on Riot Act, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I would cut Ghost. I yeah, I, th- I think that's one of the like Ghost and and uh, Get Right and Help Help for me are like three that could go. Like, there's not a lot. I just have a soft spot for those Jeff songs, man. The, you know, it's, no, I, I this do is too. Up there. I, I, like, I you like know, Low Light has kind of had a resurgence. That's one of his songs. We're gonna talking about. There's gonna be back to back Jeff songs. Yeah, absolutely, and so. Yeah, I think it's he's he always throws something unique into his songs. They're, they're, they always stand out, and I think you know that this is this is a great one. I don't think people talk about it enough. You know, it, they should play it more. It took us what almost a hundred episodes to get to it. So almost, yeah. So 
Yeah, and I, I can't wait to talk about it again. I uh, can't wait to hear it again. We got to do that Jacksonville show at some point. We yeah, we'll definitely do the Jacksonville show. We have another patron that uh, that that has been at that show, so you guys can can gush over that all all you want. But by that time, hopefully, we'll figure it out whether or not soap makes you taller. Because I have no idea. It is literally the most random lyric that they have in any of their songs. <laughs> so, well, did you notice too the? Uh, there's a very loud uh, person in the crowd after after Ghost says, "You're killing him, Mike." This here one. I thought that was great. I love that. Which was kind of perfect. Shout out to that person. Mm-hmm. Mike is seriously about to kill it right here. You know, back to back Jeff songs, like we're saying, nothing as it seems. And uh, you know, I wonder if that was by design. You know, that they were just thinking, hey, you know, what would work after Ghost? Well, these two songs kind of have, like, more of a darker undertone, you yeah. know. Maybe that would work. Yep. I think so. It did. This is usually a spot for nothing, as it seems. A spot where Mike just goes off. Why not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, this is this is that middle section, right? They... This is this is perfect standard 2016 2018 right you get your you get your early set with the crowd favorites you get the little punk rock sh- faster song set you get a rare one and then you you let Mike do his thing like that's that's the formula that they kind of settled in on these and it it works really well yeah I'm not gonna complain about that for sure like nothing as it seems is always one and not only that but you get two binaural songs from this show. Right. Yeah, one Ryan Act song and, and two by Nar- That's important for this era that we're in right now. Because when they're back on tour and Gigaton is on their minds and they, you know they just want to go out roaring with with whoever said in Super Blood Wolf Moon and stuff, songs like Ghost and, and Nothing As It Seems are going to be way way deeper in the catalog than you think. So um, yeah, I, you know, got to cherish them while they're there. Absolutely. Um, in between here. Ed kind of gets on the mic and says that they've met a lot of nice people on the streets or maybe they're assholes, who knows, but says all the people that were around were traveling from places to places, you know, mentions people from Canada and mentions somebody from Russia and says that there are going to be a lot of requests tonight. And that's very important for this show, that there are some requests that are coming up that are going to be really big moments. So we'll get to them very shortly. Uh, But this song right here, you know, talking about traveling, you know, what better traveling song is there than this song? It's the Eddie solo song, one of the very few that they bring to the full band that I know Matt Cameron really loves. It's setting forth. And, um, you know, before I, I was typing this before something happened and I typed my first sentence I typed was, I would love to see them go off and do a little extended jam on this song sometimes because it's made it worthy of that. And it's not too long, so extending it another 30 seconds to a minute won't, you know, kill them time-wise or anything like that. And then what happens? At the end of the song, they do a little bit of an extended jam thing. And it's incredible. It's, that's, that was exactly what I was expecting. But it, it was not really part of the song. It was just kind of separate, you know? Well, here we
it was great. And this is all this is one that I love. Like I know a lot of people aren't aren't big fans of End of the Wild, but this is one that's absolutely deserved to be to be brought over. And kudos to Cameron for for doing that. And yeah, it was it was cool. Like and it, it also sounded like. Matt really wanted to start not for you at the at the very end of it. Like, well, that's exactly my note. Yeah, yeah. Is that just? I was so ready for it. Mm-hmm. I was just I wanted it so bad, and it just it got you going, and it felt like all right, here we go. It's a little bit of a rhythm, and then to stop, and then it's given a fly, which it doesn't. Given a fly doesn't start out with the drums, so there's there's a disconnect there, and it's not. Like, Given a Fly was a bad version or anything, but I think I was, if I were to have been there, I would have been a little like, oh, okay. Like, you know, they built to something and they didn't really capitalize off of it. I was was a little disappointed by that. Yeah, and and Given to Fly here is a little weird because it's, it usually, you know, gets a spot where it could be highlighted, but here it it almost serves as like a, a, a build up it's in the build up to the next song where the even flow is next. And that kind of is the, the marker in the set, you know, where we talk about it, you know, you have the pre even flow and then the post even flow, like that's the moment. So yeah, I thought given to fly was a little, was a little underutilized here. It should have been maybe, you know, maybe switch it with something a little later in the set, but you know, it's again, given to fly great again, given to fly and even flow back to back. You're, you're just, you're just handing, you're just throwing things that you're throwing bouquets out to the crowd at this point. Yeah, and it's not that's not a totally uncommon combo, but I, I, I think you're right. I think that it, it was underutilized. And again, uh, I, to me, I'm just going to keep going back to it's because of what was kind of teased before that or or what they were utilizing before that, you know? Like, I, I, just, to, I just kept thinking the whole time, like, this shouldn't have been given a fly. And that's a disappointment because it took me out of the song a little bit. So, you know, nothing, nothing bad about the performance at all. You get great crowd spots on it. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that if they would have went into Not For You or even something else that would have been a nice transition that has kind of that, you know, you know, ranging drum beat, uh, then, you know, would have sounded really good. There was It was just a missed opportunity. That's all it was. Yeah, I, I I agree, and you know, and it's it's too like, but you can't, you almost can't complain because there's so many. Like, what are you gonna do? Switch it with, switch it with Jeremy. Switch it do the evolution. Switch it with State of Love and Trust. Like, right. And it's one of those just, songs where this set just does not stop. Yeah, and they want to play songs like this because they know they'll get a rise from the crowd, especially after you know something like Nothing as it seems is is you know more. Uh, and and ghost like the fans aren't going to be as crazy singing along with those so they want to get right. one back before they get into even flow i understand that so that's absolutely part of it yeah yeah so uh you mentioned before a uh, tiny penis orange man and uh man 2018 the simpler days where we were just making fun of a spray tan right and there was there was literally no quid quid pro quo and there was, you know, there was collusion, but still no collusion. Uh, but you know, it feels like things are so much worse two years later. Yeah. It almost, (laughs) God, the, the halcyon days of 2018, how it it wasn't even that good then, but yeah, you know, this, this is so funny because yeah, it comes out 
and says, you know, oh, this song is called Tiny Penis Orange Man, and they kick into even flow. And this was really cool. Actually, it seemed like a throwback to that 2000 tour where I think on that tour, every show before even flow, he would throw out a different you know, random title for it. He'd be, you know, Oh I, yeah. I can't even come up with any of them on the spot here, but you know, people can go back and look that, that was like the thing every night was a different, even flow had a different random title. So, you know, some pun or something funny, but this was a, I thought this was a interesting little throwback to that, you know, but again, even flow, like it, it sort of loses something I think coming off a of given to fly. Cause you, it normally has a build up to it. And I thought the, the solo in this was kind of missing, something like i couldn't put my finger on it just didn't feel like he really was putting his everything into it like like he sometimes does well i wrote that i thought they were feeling this version so maybe we're on different planes here but i liked it i i i thought that it was very effective and it's only six minutes long and i think that is the perfect time for even flow because sometimes even flow can drag out and you know you can have a long intro into it a long intro out of it and you know there it's you know everybody knows where it's going to be and and what's coming out of it so you don't want to waste what could be like another potential song play so i think six minutes is the perfect time for somebody that's been to you know over 100 shows or so or even over 20 that you know they can they can just rock out of on it for six minutes and, and just be on to the next thing. I, I I thought it was fine. Yeah. It'll be interesting too, to see, you know, we, we talked a little earlier about how they're, you know, getting a little up there and some of the songs might be slowing down. We might've ended the era of the speeding everything up. Even flow will be the, the number one beneficiary of that. Like it absolutely, again, benefits from just being a tiny bit slower than, than they've been playing it the last few years. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, if the groove kind of comes back to it. Maybe. Well, we're just going to have to wait until an undetermined amount of time to see it. Um, Ed mentions Prophets of Rage here that Chuck D, Tom Morello, Brad Wilk, and uh, Tim Comfort are all in the crowd. Uh, this could have been a kind of a uh, good opportunity for like a mini audio slave tribute, but they decided not to go that route, which is, I think, probably proper because they know that there's a home show coming up that they want to do proper tribute to Chris Cornell. So, um, but I would, I would have liked to see Tom Morello on stage doing something, whether it be like Sonic reducer or, you know, kick out the jams or something like that. That would have been cool. Yeah. It's, that's an interesting point. Yeah. They, they could have maybe talked him into coming out later, but yeah, well, yeah, maybe, maybe that, you know, they're playing the next night. Just probably had a night off. Just didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's you just want to let people kind of just be themselves and enjoy the show. So, yeah, I can see that. Um, all right, so this is probably, to me, it's the most important uh, moment of the night. And uh, he talks a little bit about a fan that couldn't be there, that was supposed to be there. Uh, his name is Israel. And I remember before this show and pretty much the month leading up to this show, everywhere – on every board, on every Facebook group, everywhere, every day, you would see Oceans for Israel, Oceans for Israel in Barcelona. And, you know, people would tweet it out and they would just keep making reference to it like, come on, you guys got to do it. And, um, you know, it, it's just it, it was a really sad story uh, of what happened to Israel. And, you know, it, it kind of happened sort of out of, out of nowhere. And I'll, I'll read a story in a second. But um, this is he kind of talks about the community and when you get news that you lose somebody in the community, like, 
you know, it's kind of like losing a little bit of a family member. And, uh, you know, they always talk about they want to support the people in the crowd that have, you know, worked hard to either get there or, or you know, uh, that have just been as much of a part of the team as they've been. And, you know, uh, the crowd, you can tell, too, there are a few in the crowd that I think know exactly what they're about to get into with this. So um, after a little research, uh, this was started by a girl named Azu from Mexico and somebody that I didn't realize, but I've had prior conversations with, uh, just about random things. And she posted this, I'm going to read her message that she posted on the PJ forum. And, uh, so here it is. Here's the story of, of, for Israel. So today, my friend Israel is going on, is undergoing heart surgery. Doctors are positive about the success of the six-hour operation, but unfortunately his plans to attend with me and others to Barcelona are canceled. I would like to find the right words to express how much this travel means to him, how he was planning all of our travel, and evidently the things he did to tie work, free days, save money to this vacation. But I'm sure you can all understand that because maybe you have been doing several efforts to travel too. It's a fragile thing, this life we leave. You're totally right, E.V., one day we are so happy planning to attend another concert for our beloved band together in another country, in another continent, and then suddenly he had a heart attack, and then on to six hours of surgery. So I'm here to request on behalf of him the song that has been his white whale, Oceans. He's traveled before to South America, and evidently he attended all of Pearl Jam's concerts that they played in Mexico, but alas, Ocean has not been played. So please, Pearl Jam, I'm begging you, please play Oceans in Barcelona dedicated to Israel. His birth date was supposed to be the day, the day of the first day of the European tour that he'd be celebrating his 33rd birthday, because I know he'll be fine after surgery. But recovering from home instead of celebrating on the front row as we were planning. We all know that attending to a Pearl Jam show is more than a concert experience, but a life experience. A way to make our dreams come true, a way to connect much more with our fans and family. I know Pearl Jam is one of the few bands that really cares about their fans, and I'm sure that if it's possible, they will realize the stream would be for my friend. This was was posted on June 22nd, 2018. On June 23rd, 2018, we lost Israel. So it you know, there were complications from surgery. She updated the post and, you know, they didn't know, like, six hours of surgery, you just don't know what is going to happen. And, and they, like she said, she thought it was going to be a successful surgery, but they still couldn't go. And unfortunately, sometimes just life just hits you at the worst way as possible. And that's what happened here. And... You know, I the words to kind of come up with to sort of heal in this in this moment are, are extraordinarily difficult. So I'll just go back to what she said before, and that's it's a fragile thing this life we lead, and that's one hundred percent true. Hold on to the thread. The currents will share. Like me towards you Oh, something's left Oh yeah, and we're all alive 
emotions away Waves roll in my thoughts Hold top three Though sea will rise Please stand by the shore Imagine them hearing that and thinking, like, hearing that story and be like, oh, of, of course we're going to play it. Like, that's the kind of band they are. That's that's why we're doing this. That's why right. people travel. That's that's the reason behind the whole thing is, like, I mean, yeah, like, you know, you, you, can, you can, like, just for them to play it, like, to mention him and... Yeah, for them to see that's it just, be aware that's just kind of, of that's just the kind of people and the kind of the band that they are, you know, and even to follow it up with and I will then just gonna talk about this little section, like to follow it up with Light Years, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. And to follow it up with, with the, the It's Okay, the Estabian daughter tag. Just it's it's perfect. And like I you what else can you say? Like, yeah, like absolutely powerful stuff. And you you know, it, it gives them a little a little more it gives them a little something extra to put behind the song and you know they they want to do it justice and they they know the connection that the fans have with their music and they want to respect that and honor it and i mean what else can you say it it was it was so perfectly done uh by everybody from from azu uh who posted this to you know whoever in the band caught wind of it um to you know the band paying honor and tribute to israel everything was exactly the way that it should have been done and there was no you know look you you see people on boards all the time like i've never seen this song i've been to 50 shows i want this song and it's just like it doesn't you know it doesn't work that way yeah like, and you and you, you listen can't. to ed talk about it too like when he when he talks about israel and talks about what happened like you know he's it's affecting him like that's that's just the the way that they're the way that they connect with their fans like i said like that's that's why we do this and what else can i mean there's there's nothing mm-hmm. else to say it's just it's it's powerful it's it's the most powerful moment at this show like absolutely yeah. in a in a show filled with with crowd pleasing moments like this is the one that stands out no 100% 100% and you have to think like oceans is not a song they play middle of the set so you know they have to make mention of it. They're not going to open with oceans and be like, you know, get on stage and say, Hey, uh, just to let you guys know before we start like this one's they're not going to do it that way. Right. So, you know, everything here is just the combination to just pay tribute to, you know, a fan and any other fans that, you know, maybe didn't get to go to the show that, you know, maybe lost somebody or were going through something, 
uh, during this time um, that wanted to go to the show or had tickets to the show. Like this is, this is all for them because once, you know, once you know one fan and even though they, they never cross paths with Israel, like you kind of, you get to know them all. Yeah, and, so. and and the timing of it is perfect. After even flow is the perfect time to reset, and you know he's at, that's a time when when Ed's going to talk anyway. So, yeah, it's a perfect time to to give it the spotlight that it deserves. Yeah, for sure. And uh, look, it gets you're emotional with oceans, and then it's kind of when they go into light years, you kind of like you feel you still have that emotional energy, but you're directing it towards something else you're you're now like you're in celebration of his life now you know like it's it's a song where you can just sing along and, and just kind of and even with the uh, stop the end too like both of those moments you can just remember the good memories that you had of a person's life and you know just Yeah, I mean it's 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 three songs that you don't normally think of fitting together, but it works. It works very well. And the the it's okay as Dabian is is a plus perfect. And the, you know you hear you hear the crowd on on rise above like really really letting them letting them hear it. So yeah, you know one of the one of the probably one of the more powerful moments on this whole leg of the tour. Yeah, it, it very well could be, and, and that's saying a lot because there were many there were many great moments from this european tour so you know i uh, i just want to thank because i messaged Nazu before uh uh before we did the show and i just said look you know um, i want to tell, tell your story because i think it's important and she is you know just more than happy to have have a share in it. and uh you know i just want to say to everybody that you know mrs israel like we're we're thinking about you guys so you know, um, yeah, this is again, power, most powerful moment of the night. 
have too much time to talk about daughter, but packaging it with Jeremy and a lot of these songs at the end, like, uh, these are the ones, these are crowd pleasing songs, daughter, Jeremy, and even the end of the set, go state of love and trust porch. These are ones that really fire up the crowd and get them, you know, absolutely. Everybody knows these songs in the arena. They're going to get them to sing as loud as they possibly can for each one. Yep. And this is a spot too, you know, if you're, if you're following that formula, this is a spot where you might get like a throwaway song, like, like a rare song, like a leather man or a supersonic or one of mm-hmm. those where there's going to, gonna throw something out there real quick but but yeah not here they they keep the energy up you know power right through it at all these songs i i have just great crowd moments jeremy at the end you know go during the don't go on me like you hear the mm-hmm. crowd all of them screaming that's, a, that's another that you can go back to there too like you know mm-hmm. Absolutely. um i'm gonna go back to something that i mentioned before with uh hail hail and do the evolution i felt the same thing with go that it was very like, you know, just not completely not rushed and you know played it at band base at album base. I, I, I love I love that they decided that that's the direction. State of Love and Trust not so much. They kind of went back to you know just being pretty fast standard State of Love and Trust. And I think as one of the songs uh, going forward, I, I don't think State of Love and Trust is ever going back to that. And I don't think it's ever going back to that. So, you know, may, maybe, uh, you know, maybe that's one that continues in the same format that it does. And then Porch, too. It's just um, you know, another Porch that felt like it didn't move on, like like Evenflow. It didn't feel like it, it went on forever. It felt like it, it was there. It needed, uh, it was what it needed to be. They were closing with it every night, so... It's the one kind of predictable thing in the set, uh, but still, like, energy and crowd pleasing. That's that's the best parts about the show. Definitely. Yeah, State of Love and Trust, I think it, like you said, I think it's, you're not going to get those those 90s versions back. I think it's it's one of those songs that's just, it's just lost the, the fire that it had, and it's, it is what it is. It's one of the, it's one of their more popular songs. Everybody loves the single soundtrack, so they have to play it. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think that, you know, you're not going to go back to a 2018 version of State of Love and Trust to get, like, pumped up about it. Um, Porch, I thought, uh, yeah, a little, got a little jammy, like, not a little, like, a little more mid-tempo, like some of the songs we've talked about, and, but a really cool ending. And, you know, like you said, they, they're ending oh, with every show. They, yeah, and they, they, they know what they're doing with it. It's, it's, it's a highlight. where like you almost 
you think the band is going to end and, and leave the stage and then they don't and then they keep it holding on for a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And it, it, it just builds the drama into the next encore. I thought I thought it was really well done. So uh, that's where it takes us with uh, into Encore One here. And Ed says, uh, thank you to Barcelona. We'll play as long as you like. Um, didn't check the video. Should have, but didn't. Is there a beach ball or something being bounced around? Maybe an orange one? I couldn't tell. It would make sense, though. Or a basketball or something? Yeah, because he, he, he goes back to another opportunity to insult Trump here uh, and his lack of balls. I'm going to guess maybe that's... Yeah, that's where it came from. It's probably a beach ball. But, uh, yeah, some something's being thrown around the crowd where he, he notices there's, you know, there's an orange ball being thrown around. So, um, but, uh, I, you know, he gets a moment here just proclaiming everything that's going on in America, a wake-up call, and kind of alerts the crowd to tell their neighbors about all that's going on, you know, just keep keep an eye out on us. And uh, Ed then mentioned something about going to church for the first time in a very long time. And this was kind of funny that they paid admission for going to church. And we're told that by paying admission, all their sins would be absolved. <laughs> that was really clever ass way to do it. That's those, that's those Catholics, man. And in, in oh. that, that's how they get you. I thought that that was like a televangelist thing to do. Yeah, yeah. They they learned it from the Catholics, probably. No offense, yeah. to anybody out there, but right. yeah, they, you know. Oh, but yeah, if you're if you're in Europe, you got to go see those cathedrals, man. That's oh. one of the highlights, especially if you remember, uh, you know, the Imogene and Cornice DVD oh, yeah. where they're going. Him and Boom are walking through the Roman cathedrals, like oh, yeah, like the absolutely. Just spend two weeks in in one of those. Uh, in one of those cities, one of those countries, and you'll just be blown away. Um, and hey, maybe maybe next year you can do that on tour with them. Who knows? So uh, Luke had mentioned in his uh, in his story that the encore one was kind of lacking a little bit, and uh, I don't disagree with him. Um, sleeping by myself would not be my choice to begin an encore at all. It's probably my second least favorite song next to Olay. Like it's really low. Hmm. I'm, I'm cons- like, I'm considering this definitely a bottom 10 song for me and a song that I really just, it's not even that I don't like it. It's just, that I don't have any feeling towards it. You know, yeah, it's, it's not one that's a, that's a crowd pleasing moment. Like normally right. you expect, you expect them to come out and how many times have we, we talked about encore ones that come out and you get you get and i won't back down or you get a just breathe which is always a cool moment Footsteps. or you get yeah, yeah something acoustic like something rare off he goes absolutely and yeah this this show i think really needed uh kind of a cool down acoustic like even a nothing man or something like that but right because nothing man would have given you the same crowd response that you yeah. got all night for yeah. sure but i think and uh, yeah sleeping by myself into comeback is not exactly you know, you're a huge emotional. I mean, "Comeback" is is a great song. It's one of my become one of my favorites on Avocado, but not really in this spot. I think it's it's better served, you know, either later in the encore one or, or to get out of the acoustic section, maybe, but not as not as part of it. Yeah, not my not my favorite not my favorite way to to do all this here. Um, you know, I, I get that they wanted to come back because Ed Ed, Ed sees a. I'm going to guess a tragically hip or a Gord Downey shirt in the front row. 
and mentions, because I think it was pretty recently at this point that uh, Gordon passed away, and mentions that he recently lost a friend named Ken, so wanted to play it for him. Um, just really off the cuff, we don't have to spend time on this, but uh, this first, the intro into the song is just not, it's not good. Like, I, I like when it breathes and, and they like let that chord ring a little bit and the, the drums kind of follow very slowly they it, it was just it was a blip it was it was a blip and not yeah, the it's way almost I like, like it didn't you, it really needs that clean you know 50s guitar sound mm-hmm. the guitar tone yeah and i think that something in something in the tone you right it, whether it was the, the amp or the guitar or the pedal whatever it, one of the settings wasn't right it didn't have didn't really ring like it like it should yeah, it felt like it was almost on distortion just a little bit, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. It, yeah, it didn't it didn't have, while some of the songs that we mentioned before that are usually played faster had more of a groove, this is one that's usually played slower that didn't have, that maybe had more of a, 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 a grungier sound to it. I didn't want to use that word, but, you know, there, there I said it. Um, I'm, I'm rubbing so, off on you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it was not the best way to to handle an encore, but it happened. So you know you, you can't entirely kill them for it. There are good things that do happen in this encore. So and, and you mentioned uh, too, it, it's it's a little blip. That, I mean they they immediately get right back into the the crowd favorite songs and and yeah. all the way to the end. So we're we're right back on the horse. Right, and basically the whole rest of the set is going to be crowd pleasers like 100% songs that you hear almost every night except for smile. So, I mean, and that that gets you kind of kicked off and and started. You get Lightning Bolt and that's, you know, if, if you're going to you're ditching the classic three song cooldown and then getting a Lightning Bolt, which is is great and Lightning Bolt will get you in the black um which I guess kind of replaces the whole formula, you know, if if you're going to do kind of a faster one and and come back, especially how it was played here, not necessarily considered a cooldown. I don't think for this spot, right. it feels like it's yeah, more it's of the, an upbeat kind of tone. It's the transition, so, yeah, right. So it works into lightning bolt, and then after lightning bolt, you can have something more emotional and probably one of your best crowd participation moments of the night in black. Yeah, it seems like it's been a while since we covered Black. Like, it's, has I, it been? It well, they didn't. Like we haven't talked they, about it they didn't do it with Neil, so right. there's one. They did it last week. We, we did Battle Royale last week. Yeah, but the, you know that that's more of a. <laughs> no, it's a specialty like, show. Not, not, not really. A, not not a not a real like classic Black. You know, it just yeah. felt okay. This was this was great to listen to. Like. You get you get the we belong together improv. You get a little some extra lyrics added on at the end. I thought this this was fantastic. I loved it. And it's another one where Ed can kind of just let the crowd kind of shine through, and you know where he's not tapping into something super emotional in it. So he's it's not that he's not invested. He is include. It's a it's more inclusion with the crowd. It's more collaborative with the crowd where he knows that he can give them the mic to saying, I know someday you'll have a beautiful life. I know you'll be a star. So he can do that in this version. He doesn't feel like it's too emotional for him to bear. Cause there are versions even in, you know, this day and age more recent where 
he has to he has to hold back a little bit and he has to do it himself because he's feeling something. And you know, you get the people on together, sometimes you know you go back to unplug, like that can be a really emotional moment, a really powerful thing. But when you get those when he adds on to it, it's almost like he's just kind of like meandering a little bit and seeing where it takes him and he's just, you know, feeling the moment a little bit. So yeah, it was, it was maybe just, you know, one a great crowd show and just and you know, and black is one that of course everybody knows, everybody's gonna sing along to the part. So yeah, I thought this was a nice moment for the crowd and him to have together. Yep. The uh, the improv lyrics, stare at the moon, seems oh so true, stare at the moon. And that kinda that there reminds me of a little bit like the uh the original immortality lyrics that I can paint the uh, paint the moon with the light reflected in my room. That's the first thing that I thought of. So okay, yeah, good call. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's if it's at all. It's probably not at all a tie-in because he probably wasn't even thinking about that. But you know, just, just something to think about when you know you put two two and two and two. Interesting stuff with the last two here. Once River Mirror closes out your first encore. I thought that at least once was pretty sluggish. I thought that River Mirror was fine, but I thought they kind of exhausted some of their energy. I don't know what you think about these two. Yeah, I mean and, and we talked about once, you know, I I don't like the early versions of once. I think it's a little too butt rocky, a little too Aerosmith, but 
I think it's it's really turned into a nice crowd moment, and you get the you know it could happen to me, it could happen to you, and it's it's one of those again, it's a song for everyone to to pump their fist and you know put up the number one and <sighs> I didn't I didn't feel a great moment for I I felt yeah. like this one like just lacked the bite. Like, it was just kind of, like, going through the motions and just being played to be played, yeah, it, you know? it could have been something where, again, it was kind of lost among the tall trees. Like, you, and we talked about the end of the first set. You get so many moments, like, something like Go or something like State of Love and Trust at the end of the first set. And usually is is a standalone highlight. But here it just kind of, just kind of you know, mixes in with, with the rest. And same for once, you know, you put it in between Black and Rearview Mirror and it's, it's going to get lost a little bit. So yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. I, I, I got nothing. I got nothing against rear mirror, except I, I, I felt like even when you were getting to that, you know, that build at the end and he's about to bust out and he even kind of makes a quip somewhere in there. I don't remember what he says, but he's like, ah, he does one of those and he tries for it. And it's really, it's kind of, it's kind of a half-ass try because he knows he's not going to hit it, but he's like, rah, 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 rah. and yeah, I understand that in 2018, he might not hit that every night. That's okay. Like, I get that, but uh, you know, it just it shows that they had a lot of energy very early on that they needed to hone some of that in, and maybe they kind of just lost a little bit of the talent. Yeah, but I did like the the Cameron thing, like during that build-up. He- it's that snare right before it kicks in. One, two, three, four. Like he, that's that's something I hadn't heard very often. So that that was cool. It was kind of me, you know, coming off of what you said. Maybe him trying to trying to build them back up a little bit. Like, hey guys, come on, we, we got to get through this. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe that kind of kind of built into that. Um, one thing I just wanted to mention because I know we have the evolution episode that's out on Patreon for all you people that are on Patreon or want to go to Patreon. Uh, I, John and I both uh, really like the work that we did with it. So um, if you want to just appreciate us and appreciate what we did, that's enough. But yeah, I think uh, it, it turned out really well. You know, check it out and, and let us know what you thought. Definitely. I thought it was, it was fun, to, fun to put together and fun to talk about. But, um, I, I wanted to specifically say, because one of the things that we do talk about is just sort of some of the influences that they grab from other bands that they do in Bridges. And I was, you know, very fresh off of doing that show that I listened to, to this one. And uh, I was trying to think of what possible influences they were using in this. And the best I thought was, this is the most Pearl Jam sounding bridge that I ever heard. <laughs> this is this is yeah. Pearl Jam. Like, yeah, yeah I, I thought the same maybe thing. Maybe a little who, was, but... I had that on my mind when I was listening to it. I think it it's got a little bit of of the who at first like a little bit of the it's kind of yeah like a triumphant driving yeah yeah and then i think it gets into a little bit of it it meanders a little bit maybe a little bit grateful dead-ish like a it kind of gets gets a little you know quieter for a minute and then i think it it picks back up into into a fugazi moment when when the, the drums kick in like matt's doing some really rhythmic drum stuff i thought that was i thought i think there's a little bit of a little bit of some different ones in there you don't always get like a like a pure version of an right. So it's not always like up. a crazy Pink Floyd sound effect kind of deal. And uh, if you listen to the Evolution episode, you should you'll know what we're talking about because there's one big version. And even if you just want to go and, and listen to it right now, Buenos Aires, uh, 2005, I believe it was November yep. 25th, night one. 
Yeah. So uh, go listen to that version because it's 11 minutes and it'll blow your skull to pieces. So, um, and this is the point where you pause the podcast and you go and listen to that version. (laughs) And now you've unpaused and you're back for Encore 2. So great timing. Perfect. Welcome back. Um, Ed asked the crowd for a birthday favor to sing for a friend named Neil, who it's his 40th birthday. And I don't think it's young because he is not that young and i don't think he i think his friend neil was there um but they uh they sing it in spanish the Feliz campeanos so that's that's cool i i and you know what it it was my at the time that we're recording it i'm two days away from it being my birthday but uh at the time this episode is released my birthday was yesterday so i'm gonna take that as ed singing happy birthday but thank you and happy birthday to you because hey, you have yeah. a birthday coming up I'm, very coming soon up too. Soon, yeah, I think yeah Neil is he was a drum tech or a guitar tech. I think they said he's one of one of the one of the crew members. It's always nice when they give those guys a shout out. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think they had another one. It might have been London on this tour where uh, they brought out a cake for somebody. I think. Right. You remember that? Yeah, yeah we yeah, talked so, about it when we did that show. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it, cool. Every time they uh, they get to to pay tribute to one of them. And then I, I, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Ed, for singing happy birthday in Spanish to me. I, I, and the podcast, because we celebrated a podcast birthday this That's past right. week too. That's so right. Ed is just singing. To we everybody we are a toddler now. We, we are out of our infancy. We are, we are that. Does this mean, is this uh what are the, what are they called? The terrible twos? That's right. So we're, we're going to have some terrible episodes here coming up. So, Get ready for that. I think it's, it's um, they, they say it's the threes now that are really the terrible ones. So maybe we can put it off for a little while. But yeah, I, I mean, can this, gather this, that. This this part of the setting, mean, the, the the celebration is on, the party is on, and this encore too. It is it is not to be taken very seriously. They are they are loose. Mm-hmm. They are having fun. They've they've they played this set full of. I mean, you go back and look like Small Town, Corduroy, Do the Evolution, Given to Fly, Even Flow, Daughter, Jeremy, State of Love and Trust, Porch, Black, Rearview Mirror. Like they did a radio. This is a this oh is a radio gosh. station show. Like yeah. that's so this they're, could have been a they're just, festival. They're just letting loose, having fun, in a good mood. This is these are not to be taken as as you know technically you know perfect songs. That this is this is the perfect crowd service end to a to a crowd service show. Yep, absolutely. And even Ed is kind of like, he's saying something before Smile is like, can we do this? Can we do this? And I, I wonder if like, there was a mix up between getting Stone and Jeff the right instrument that somebody gave, you know, Jeff a bass at first or something like that. I don't I don't, I don't know what possibly could have happened there. But probably, uh, yeah. You know, like that, that, you know, he was able for him to be able to say that shows how loose that they were because they would keep it real tight knit if they were feeling kind of, you know, a little bit anxious about it. So smile, though, like that's semi rare. It doesn't it's it's rarer than you think. At least it's played under. I think this was probably the 76th time that it was ever played because they at least played it one more time on that tour. Yeah, and it kind of became it, this. It, this kind of became its spot, like the part where they mm-hmm. on the U.S. tour, they were turning around and playing to the back and everything. So it was part of that rotation with Last Kiss and a couple other different ones. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a little sloppy, but it should be like it's it's smile. So yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, the harmonica sounds great. You know, I, they're they're having a great time. I I, I, I thought it would it would. I know we we can hear from Luke. Uh, it was a great story. I, I'm sure he was having a having a blast at the end of the show. All right, so more 
crowd-pleasing stuff to come, and one of them comes with uh, the next little combo, of course, the Wasted Reprise uh, intro, which is actually, like, semi- notable here because there's no ed ramble usually we get a little bit of the ed ramble and booms b3 is super super bassy sounding which we don't usually hear okay yeah cool i, I didn't know so i have to go back and listen i didn't i didn't catch the the different tone on that but you know and, and wasted reprise is only a minute long I, it's it's not something we usually spend a lot of time on but yeah i think you know it, I, I like it as as a little tie into better man here i thought it was cool yeah, no, and and if you ever if you ever get this song live, it's usually going to be before Better Man or before uh obviously Life Wasted. Sometimes they've done it before uh Man of the Hour, I think we did recently. Um but yeah, it, you know, pretty standard affair that you kind of know what you're getting, but like Better Man really feels like the almost like the 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 breaking out song of you know the all the big songs that they played like this feels like it's kind of the biggest you know what i'm saying like this feels like it's erupting and the crowd is with it it's like a nine minute version or something like that so like this is for anybody that's in a band out there that has aspirations on playing in arenas in front of twenty thousand people like study a version like this so you know what to do with the crowd you know how exactly to handle them and how to to bring them up and let them down and you know uh when to rev them and and it's just it's a master class in this this is rock and roll 101 that's oh yeah they, they kind of they, they start the the little tag section and then he stops and kind of restarts it and uh, yeah it's it's very well done he, again he's he's got him and he's got him exactly where he wants him so it's it's great and it leads to bread and butter perfect bread and butter i think this is my favorite kind of bread and butter you know when you get baba over rocking in the free world i i think i i prefer baba maybe it's because i've seen it a little less but um a live baba led better like that's that's your combo a live sounds good and it, in the same fashion that we talked about before they let it hang a little bit they let it breathe it's open uh baba sounds great and mike gets a big moment with that but really the story of the end of the set is a young boy named miguel drew a picture for eddie in the band a uh, nine-year-old kid that ed says get him a get him a cup of wine smart um and he uh, he wrote a note to the band that I'm going to play for you right here. So it says, Dear Ed, uh, my name is Miguel. I'm nine years old. I'm a big fan of yours. And I'd like to meet you tomorrow. Tomorrow is a great day for me because I'll see you live. I've waited a long time for this moment. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, after tonight, Miguel, I promise it won't be another 12 years before we're back in Barcelona. Uh, very... And lastly, he says, I will be very grateful if you play tomorrow at the concert, Yellow Ledbetter. So it's our pleasure, Miguel. This is for you, my friend. Again, another moment that just makes the crowd, he, he's now a part of this show. Nine-year-old Miguel 
that all he wanted from this show was to be, I think he said something in the note, like, be friends with Eddie and be friends with the band and hear Yellow Ledbetter. Like, he is now forever engraved into this show, and how terrific, how amazing is that to get that for being a nine-year-old passionate fan. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Ed talks about the picture that he draws where everyone's, you know, in their spot on the stage. And I think he drew himself in there with him from what I Mm -hmm. I could tell. Yeah, this is just adorable. He points, this is where I am. And then Ed's like, hey, that's exactly where you are. You're right. Like, that's that's so cool. And then for him to, and and I think it's it's cool because, you know, they kind of, Mike starts a song and then Ed kind of goes like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 I got, I got something. I got yeah. something. Like he, he didn't want to forget about Shades about of PJ-20 yeah. and Alive right there. Yeah. So, for those that remember that. And yeah, he, and he, he perfectly ties it all together. He's like, he wanted to hear his favorite song, Yellow Ledbetter. So yeah, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and Ledbetter sounded great. There's no, you know, at the end, there's no anthem because obviously they're overseas. Uh, there's no Little Wing. So Mike just kind of, he isolates himself and he just kind of takes it. And it's just a nice little, it's a nice little finish. It's a, it's a very smooth landing and a great way to end the show. And Ed, you know, stays a little while longer and says goodbye to people. They all do the Olay chant, which is obviously a memo to the band to come out and do an encore three. Uh, and that's really how they should have closed the show, right? Am I, am, I, am I right? I mean, well, if I was at the show, you just wanted to keep going. And you're like, <laughs> what, what, other, what other songs can they play? Like, you would be so many just great moments. Like, all these songs that we talk about as being, like, pillars and being moments. And you get almost all of them in one. So, yeah, you just wanted to, you just wanted to keep going and going. Yeah. And, and it's a great way for the crowd to finish this off like you know it's it's ideal for the atmosphere that they're in it's a soccer city you know everybody knows fc barcelona like that's oh, he, he did he did call out madrid during that's uh, right he yeah madrid. he's like little, oh we're gonna be there yeah we're gonna be rivalry. in madrid tomorrow night and we know you know you guys don't like madrid and that shows that, that crowd's gonna suck like he, he knows how to get people fired up it's he did a good job with that so all right, uh, I don't think we'll have too much arguments in the top three, um, but uh, let's see what we got. Yeah, I'm going to go, uh, my number three is going to be Ghost, um, to get a, get a song like that, and you know, it doesn't hurt that it's the first time we've covered it on the show, uh, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie in the, the, the person at the end, the, the little crowd moment that we talked about that you can hear on the bootleg, I thought that was hilarious, uh, so <laughs> Ghost is number three, again, only the one lost dog, Yellow Ledbetter, in the show. If you can, if you can count that as a lost dog, this is, you know, this is not the set to go to if you love, you know, the rare songs and the, the, the serious collectors. So, but again, this is this is full of of great moments. No, number two is going to be Black. Uh, again, just loved hearing it for whatever reason. It had been a while since I'd listened to it like this. Um, the We Belong Together improv, the extra lyrics he throws into the crowd. thought it was just a great moment. And then number one, Oceans, Into Light Years, Into Daughter, that whole section we talked about. It's the whole thing. How Can It Not Be? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, uh, spoiler alert. Um, I am not going to be that far off from you. Um, 
I might change one because I I had two of the same, so at least, you know, they'll be in different spots. But Black was going to be my number two. Black is now demoted to my number three to just change things up a little bit. I don't know why, but uh, I thought it was a terrific version and really encapsulated what the crowd was able to do at this show. Um, my number two is going to be uh, Yellow Ledbetter because it's just such, such a cool moment to get a fan involved and, and a nine-year-old to and to you know to look at his drawing like how how much of a dream come true is that and and you know we know that as kids they have bigger dreams than we can even imagine as adults we're all like oh what the hell am i gonna do tomorrow i don't i don't care about the future but kids like this is this is probably something he was hoping for for at least like half a year six months or so so really cool moment to to give it to that and again like they all all three of these moments here have something to do with the crowd or fans and yeah number one is oceans for israel light years for everybody esta bien for everybody and just perfect perfect um you know, dedication and a perfect way to get the song on the band's mind to dedicate it for Israel. Like I can't thank and commend uh, Azu and and all of the people that uh, that put themselves out there to uh, to get the song played. Like you did a phenomenal job, and, and it made for one of the most special moments on this European tour. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So now we're gonna rate it. So why don't, why don't we do so, and uh, you start us off. I have an idea in mind, I, uh, but I don't know if I'm going to stick to it. So you go first. Yeah, I was I was kind of going off what Luke said. You know, I, I, I don't think I can give this a 10. It, there, were, there were, like, the Encore 1 is is maybe lacking a little bit. He mentioned that. It, it felt like it, it could have been an opportunity for something a little more special there. But, you know, I... I I feel like I I was I'm in the seven eight range so I'm gonna give it a seven and a half which is which is perfectly right you know if if you're one of those people that that loves the the crowd participation songs and that this is that this is the bootleg for you yeah uh, I am pretty much in the same boat as you I, I think when I look to shows and can say like what immediately when you say Barcelona 2018 and when Luke requested it, I said immediately, okay, great. We're, we get to do oceans for Israel. Like that's, that's awesome. That's a great story that we get to tell. Um, not every show has that. I, there are some other shows from this tour like Padova and, um, you know, and like rock worked or the rock worked or shows are always not, they're always just greatest hit shows kind of deal. Um, but like, they're not, as notable as something like this. So I, you know, I, I have to give it credit for that, but then there were, there were things that I was just like, they were just missed opportunities. There was a missed opportunity in encore one. And I thought that it was, it was lagging with the first two songs and in a spot that everybody really coming off of porch, they're like, all right, what's coming next? What's coming next? And you pull out the ukulele and you're like, Oh, well, okay. Um, and then you get come back, which is, is fine. But, you know, you did a lot of emotional tributes earlier, so it's just kind of more more of that, but less heart, you know, heart. I know it has to be emotional for Ed, of course, but, uh, you know, you, you know what I'm saying. So, and then I, the one thing I'm just going to harp back on is just that ending of setting forth, and, and if they went into Not For You, it just would have 
blew my skull to pieces because it would have been so good and it would have made so much sense and it's just a missed opportunity and it's a small blip of course but it's one that is just going to stick out when I think of this show unfortunately Uh, you know there are a lot of fortunate things I'll think about when I think of this show very obviously but uh for that I'm going the same boat 7.5 we will be back in no code zone next week we are going back to 1996 it'll be our last show in Europe for the year we freaking promise we're out of this continent not that we not that we hate it because we loved it we loved everything we did with it it just took us from February to now to get through it It was a a long time. Granted, we did a whole month worth of Chicago Wrigley shows, but you know, yeah. So we're 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 getting back to 1996. We've done 96 a couple of times this year. I think we did it early. Always great. Yep, we did it twice earlier this year for the the around the world shows. So we haven't really done the U.S. tour from '96, but we've done. Uh, we did Budapest and we did Berlin. Yep. I mean, Berlin's yep. a fantastic show. So, and then on Patreon, we did, uh, the bridge school shows for, for 96 a while back. So, uh, it'll be good to, to get to that era and, and getting to kind of talk a little bit about Jack. And this was Lisbon night two. Uh, it was the last show for that tour. So we'll get maybe a little discussion about, uh, Eddie's solo stuff. That was the first time that Eddie went solo after this. So uh, that that should be fun. Maybe we'll add some of that stuff in, what he did in Italy. Yeah, those those end of the tour shows are always always exciting. Yep. So, all right. Stay tuned for that. Stick stick with us. And uh, remember, if you want to head on over to Patreon and uh, and subscribe over there, patreon.com slash live and four legs. All contributions for the month of September are going to runfreely.org. Head to the website Check out what it's about. We mentioned it earlier, but go see for yourself what they're doing. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Kenny Main does a fantastic job with that. So uh, we will see you guys next week. This may be the end. We're here, but not for much longer. And although we may be parting ways, I miss you already. And I miss you always. We heard that once or twice today, didn't we? Yeah, we did. All right. So uh, thanks once again for Luke, our patron, who requested the show. It was a great request. And thank you to Azu for you know, being in touch and, you know, I, I hope this reaches so many people and gets to retell the story in the way that, uh, that you guys deserve it to be retold because it absolutely deserves it. So, uh, I hope you guys are doing well and oceans for Israel. So powerful. So very emotional from this show and, uh, glad to do it for you guys. And, uh, and that's it for the both of us. We'll be back next week for Lisbon. You're killing it, Mike. You're killing it. Yeah.